The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, what is the inner revolution? And what is your part? Outer revolution focuses on confronting someone or something outside ourselves. Inner revolution focuses on confronting ourselves, healing ourselves, and then helping to co-create a world that is more humane, sustainable, and mutually supportive. Our world needs nothing less than an inner revolution. We need to question everything, our personal assumptions, social and political institutions, ways of relating to one another and the earth, spiritual beliefs, healing modalities, the way we think, and more. And we have to be willing to change it all. Once a social radical, host Beth Green is now an inner revolutionary, and she's calling us to join her. Are you part of the inner revolution? Do you want to see the world change from the inside out? There's no time for self-doubt and despair. If you want to see change in our world, stay tuned, call in, and declare your participation in the inner revolution. Let's support one another to change ourselves so that together we can change our world. And now, here's Beth from the inside out. So today, guys, I'm asking you a question, right? Didn't I ask a question? Isn't that, you did. Isn't that what, Okay, That's and the right. question is, where are you in terms of the inner revolution? So, James, before we pass another word... Would you please give out that phone number? Yes. If you have a comment or a question, please call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. All right. So call in. Well, shall we, why don't we talk a little bit about the inner revolution? But before we do, I'm going to add this new section to Inside Out. And maybe I should even give you a kind of like a sneak preview of where we're going with this show. Yes. We have been on the air since, I don't know, August? August. Of what year, James? 2013. 2013. Uh, I guess you guys have probably figured out that I'm not good with dates and I don't have any memory. So, anyway. That's that's why you were a history major in college once. (laughs) I was a history major. This is unbelievable. And and then you would have tests. In high school, I I failed all the history exams because they always asked for dates and names of kings. I couldn't do that. But then when I got into school and I got it, especially when I got into graduate school, I was like a whiz at history because all they needed was my opinion. And as we know, I have lots of those. So that was the end of that. So anyway, I was actually a history major. Uh, But... What was I saying before I got... Oh, yes. So, we've been on the air. And we've been doing, you know, different things at different times. Uh, There were times when I had a lot of guests. Uh, 
who I thought had maybe, you know, interesting things to say. And then we got into a different kind of routine where we started talking about inner issues and confronting ourselves. And I have loved that because, you know, if we're not dealing with inner issues and confronting ourselves, we're not doing anything. You know, it's very easy to point to somebody else. And that's what the old revolution used to look like. When I was a radical um, you know, it was always about the boss, uh, the government, the parents, uh, them, the whoever it was, whoever they happened to be at the time. And they really did stink. So there was no issue about that. <laughs> but what I didn't see was my part. And I didn't see how I was playing out those same roles in myself. I, when I uh, was about in my mid-30s, I was very burnt out on this political activism. Um, I felt there was so much anger in the movement and uh, we were all sort of turned against each other. Now, this was in the late 70s, right? Because I wasn't one of those people who fell off in the 60s. I just kept going and I just found different causes. And there's always somebody to be angry about, at, I mean. And there's lots to be angry about. Uh, I'm not denying that. But I felt kind of burnt out, and I had this spiritual awakening, and I thought, well, there's another way to handle, um, you know, the, the dealing with human problems, and that was to change from the inside out. Because I, I came to believe that no matter what we did on the outside, it was always going to fall apart, because if we don't change from the inside out, we're not changing anything. And so many reforms were so well meant, and they foundered on the crags of our corruption, venality, greed, uh, unconsciousness. You know, it's like it doesn't seem to matter what we do. We still are in trouble. And so I had come to realize that the revolution had to go inside. I mean, we have to change the way we are with ourselves and one another. We have to get over this domination energy. We have to start thinking about the whole. Uh, we have to start healing. We've got to take this thing seriously from about our insides. And, of course, that was uh, a lot of the inspiration of this show, Inside Out. Um, and one of the things that failed with this show is that I would have guests on and I would try to get to their insides to say, well, why did you do this instead of just what did you do? You know, and I would say, hey, listen to my show. See what I'm doing here. Do you really want to come on? And because I'm going to ask you not what you're doing, but why you're doing it. And they said, oh, yes, I'm totally in favor of that. And then when they got on the show, it was like, Bleh. You know, they didn't want to talk about that. They they didn't want to get inside out. They wanted to come on uh, most, I'm not saying all, but most of them had some kind of a story about what they were doing and why they were doing it, and they really weren't willing to look at it. And see, I'm an intuitive, so I can tell when people are not being honest, and uh, I can feel it. And so I would confront them, and it, it was, in fact, I had one guest hang up on me very abruptly just when she got off the air, so nobody knew that she hung up on me. So anyway, there it was. I began to feel completely disgusted, and that was part of why I moved the format to being what we're doing now, which was we talk about a topic, and the people who call in know what they're going to get, and they're willing to do it. They're willing to be turned inside out on the air. 
And it's so important to be able to do that because I've always wanted people to believe that you can be honest and you can talk about what's really going on inside and you're not going to get killed for it. But on the contrary, that we can gain so much from being honest with ourselves and one another. We can understand humanity better and then maybe we could support each other to change. And I have loved doing this and we've had great callers. There's a We've gotten like a group of people who call in regularly and uh, occasionally someone else calls in. And it's been divine because they've been very willing to be intervened with and very willing to be honest. And so much has been learned. And I do hear from people who don't call in that they listen to the show and they get a lot out of it, but they don't call themselves uh, for all kinds of reasons. Now, this is where we have been. But very recently, uh, my organization, The Stream, and I have been taking a look at what we are now supposed to do with the world that we live in, what our role is. And we came up with a three-year plan of public education, healing, and training. And uh, let me just explain to you why I'm saying that. It's like we want to send out the word. This is our public information campaign. Uh, where we have our videos, our Inside Out Radio, and we're talking about what we see. And we're very, very honest about what we see in our world. And we realize that things need to be shaken up, and we're willing to talk about them. And we're also willing to talk about the solutions that we have, the things that we've learned that actually work and really help people to transform. So that's very cool. And the second part is the healing part. And that's because it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, we should change this. We should be more in oneness. We should blah, blah, blah. And it's very difficult to do. And what we have found is that as people make themselves and their hearts available to heal, and when they find ways to heal, they're much more likely to actually be able to change. Otherwise, we just know, oh, we're supposed to be more in oneness, or I'm supposed to get over my ego, but I haven't got a clue as to how to do that. And it's just one more thing to feel ashamed of. So, Healing is a very big part of our plan of action is to first let people more and more and more and more and more people know about uh, the problems, the stream, the kind of teachings and trainings that we have and the ideas we have about how we can change. And then also to make more and more healing opportunities available. In fact, we have low fee counseling now plus my own uh, 15 minutes with Beth and we have another excellent counselor And there's a lot of opportunity for healing now, like never before, if we really want to change. And then the third piece is training, training change agents who have already gone through their whole healing process, not that we ever stop, and who are also learning how to help others. And we're going to be focusing on different things in different years and Uh, But we're doing all of them simultaneously. So is this a long story? But this is a long story to get to where we are today with Inside Out. So as we put this together and we asked for a grant, grant, which, you know, who knows? It's like a one in a billion shot that we'll ever get any money. But we know what we want to do. And what we really are doing is we're trying to promote this inner revolution where We start with ourselves. We try to understand ourselves. But also, we also acknowledge what's going on in our world and our society, and we have the guts to confront it. And I'm going to be doing a video very shortly, 
a new video calling Shaking the Heavens and the Earth. And that means that we have to confront authorities, all authorities, and that includes God and the heavens and the saints and all of that because if they really knew what they were doing, the world would not look the way it does. So anyway, that to me is part of the inner revolution. is shaking everything up and everybody up. So what, we've, what I feel guided to do is to shift to the inner revolution as the new theme for Inside Out. And we will be doing less of the personal healings, talking about topics, and more having guests who are doing something out there in the world. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to have any of the personal healings and the topic talks, and I don't even know how long it's going to take us before we find the right guests. But if you're sitting out there and you say, I am an inner revolutionary, because I'm not just pointing the finger at others, I'm pointing the finger at myself, and I am willing to shake up assumptions, and I am willing to stand up to authority, and I do have that courage, and I'm doing something to help shift consciousness on the planet, I want to be on Beth's show, and I, I can demonstrate why, yeah, let us know. Um, you know, open to that. And we're looking at people who are making changes and who are shifting consciousness on the planet. It is not too early to try to unify our intentions, guys. We have got to get together to unify our intentions around shifting consciousness because you know what it looks like when we don't. Well, so as part of that thrust, and you'll see in another week or so, that Inside Out is going to change our, we're going to call ourselves Inside Out, Voice of the Inner Revolution. We're going to have a new show description, a new biography, a new commercial, a new everything. We're revolutionizing Inside Out. <laughs> and I hope that you love it. Now, I'm already anticipating that one third of our audience has just hung up <laughs> and they say, no, no, I liked it before. We were talking about me. People would heal themselves on the show and people could sit there and say, oh, yeah, that's me. And we're still going to do that. But we need to do more. I don't think anybody is confused about how bad things are in our world today. You know, um, the sad thing is going on in Baltimore. You know, that Freddie Gray was killed in, while he was in police custody. We don't have all the facts yet, but it looks pretty bad for the police department and um, there's been some really bad things happening but and now these people who feel hopeless this young kids are running around burning the city down I don't think that's really showing a, a new consciousness I mean burning the city down is what we did 30 years ago and it didn't change anything <laughs> but I do get it you know people are so frustrated but I, I I don't want to focus on the negative. I want to focus on the fact that at least people are beginning to pay attention. You know, there would be Freddie Grays who would get arrested by the police and died in custody, and nobody even asked, well, how did that happen? You know, I wonder why. So Ferguson really started sensitizing people. So there is some shift of consciousness there. And we have some very interesting pieces of information that I'm going to be passing on to you uh, that James has pulled together because we're going to have this new segment on the new Inside Out, which is, we don't have a name for it yet, but it's kind of a the news of 
you know, of the inner revolution. And I don't mean that it's going to be something really spectacular like, oh, three billion people woke up today and have decided that they will never hate again. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, even if three billion people decided that, it would be impossible because un- until we're all uh, healed, that isn't going to happen anyway. But I mean all the different signs that we have. Because, you know, last week, I loved the show, we were talking about signs of increased consciousness. So this is the signs of increased consciousness segment of our show. So one thing I'm going to start out with, which is, Believe this or not, the New York Times reports this on 4-27-2015, and it's being less tough on crime is now the 2015 consensus. Now, would you believe this? Uh, uh, James uh, put it, um, how did you put it, James? Yes, that uh, instead of uh, trying to be tough on crime, which is what everybody was trying to say in politics back in the early 90s, now the keynote is shifting to being smart on crime. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's here's a summary of this whole thing. The last time a Clinton and a Bush ran for president, the country was awash in crime and the two parties were competing to show who could be tougher on murders, rapers, <laughs> and drug dealers. Sentences were lengthened. The prison system was expanded and more police poured into the streets. But now, more than two decades later, declared and presumed candidates for the president are competing over how to reverse what they see as the policy excesses of the 1990s and the mass incarceration that has followed. Now, would you believe the number of black men who have been incarcerated is phenomenal, and it hasn't really helped. Now, what is, I mean, it's only taken us 20 years to figure this out, and, and, and it's something we should have known anyway we didn't really need this 20 years experience to realize this wasn't going to do the do the trick but what is fascinating is that uh, mrs clinton for instance is saying it is time to avoid another incarceration generation as she puts it we need a true national debate about how to reduce our current prison population while keeping our communities safe she wrote like having a lot of prisoners has kept our community safe and Here's, this is amazing. Former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton, Senator Ted Cruz, and Senator Rand Paul want to ease mandatory set minimum sentences. Governor Chris Christie wants to release nonviolent offenders pending trial without bail. Governor Scott Walker, former Governor Rick Perry, and former Senator James Webb want to expand drug treatment as an alternative to prison. Imagine that. How many years is, <laughs> you know, we figured out. Uh, not to say that drug treatment always works. And... Even the illustrious Senator Mark Rubio wants to make it harder to convict federal defendants without proving intent. See, what's so fascinating is that all of a sudden, conservative Republicans are not worried about appearing soft on crime. See, there has to have been a shift of consciousness for that to suddenly become, because before, everybody was acting tough on crime because they didn't want to be called soft. Now they're not worried about being soft. Now they're worrying about fiscal policy and uh, things like that. It's like, oh, my God, look at all the money we're spending, and it's not helping. Well, this is a profound shift in American politics, the article says, but it's also a profound shift in people's consciousness. They're figuring it out that punishment alone doesn't work, and not only doesn't it work that you often are creating more criminals, so you take a kid who's not uh, 
you know, a big criminal and you put him into prison where he learns how to be a better criminal. Brilliant. Anyway, we are ta- <laughs> taking a commercial break. Then I'll come back with more nose for the news. <laughs> and don't forget to call in and talk about where we are, where you are in terms of the inner revolution. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Number two is, this is going to be very brief. I don't know whether James was just in the prison mentality when he was scanning the news, but he came up with this one. The report of the Global Commission for Drug Policy Reform. Having, now, this is a quote from whatever it is this quote is from, some news thing. Having decriminalized the use and possession of all illicit drugs in 2001, Portugal has reduced overall problematic drug use and the burden on the criminal justice system. Though production, trafficking, and sales of drugs remain illegal, authorities have for 10 years referred people into treatment. The proportion of drug-related offenders in the Portuguese prison population has dropped from 44% to 21% in 2008 from 1999, Portugal, even after decriminalization, still has one of the lowest rates of drug use in the European Union. So that means, and by the way, Portugal also has a horrible reputation regarding its prisons. However, we're not talking about that. What we're seeing is there's an attitude of we have to deal with these bad things in a different way. And you know, I'm personally so against drugs and the use of drugs in a recreational way, although, you know, sometimes in a medicinal way, of course, they, they can be very valuable. Um, but we saw with prohibition that criminalization of human addiction has not worked. I mean, that was when in the 20s? It's almost 100 years later. Okay, and now we've got one more, and we also have a brave caller. We'll get to in a moment, but I have to first read you this because now this 
is big. Okay? Are you ready? Everybody knows that the United States and China are the two big bears when it comes to pollution. Or at least that's the way it was. I'm assuming it's still the same. Okay. Now, China is now engaged in a war on pollution. Can you believe this? See, one of the kvetches that our politicians always had, one excuse they had for not doing anything about the obvious climate crisis was, well, what about the Chinese? If they're not going to do anything, well, we're, we're, we're not going to do anything. Brilliant thinking, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, that's like saying, well, if the, if the guy on the street doesn't stop using heroin, why should I? Okay, now, to reduce water pollution, China has now banned banned paper mills and oil refineries of long rivers by the end of 2016. 2016, that's not 3016. That's not 2085, <laughs> which is the way we normally have, you know, when people come in with, uh, with proposals to reduce emissions. We wait 100 years and say, well, but, you know, this is all we can do. Now, China also, oh, that came from Reuters and the Good News Network. We have to believe somebody. Is that true? China is shifting away from coal toward cleaner sources of energy. Imagine that. They figured it out. China led the world in renewable energy construction last year with $89.5 billion invested, a third of all dollars spent globally. At the same time, its domestic coal production is falling and the nation is focused on energy efficiency. The Chinese led in new wind power generation, adding 23.3 gigawatts, compared to the 4.8 gigawatts of wind energy that went online in the enlightened U.S. Solar is also showing impressive gains worldwide, according to a new market report by the Advanced Energy Economy and Association for Clean Energy Companies. It shows that green energy is also earning plenty of money for the companies pursuing it, and so on and so on. So, and here to show you that there is actually some improvement Worldwide, for the first time in 40 years, carbon emission rates did not rise in 2014 over the previous year during a time when economies continued to grow, according to new data from the International Energy, must be International Energy Commission or something. Yes. Uh, in China, while emissions dropped for the first time in 13 years, their GDP was still grow- GDP as gross domestic product was still growing by 7.4%. This decoupling of economic growth from emissions is significant and should buoy clean energy efforts around the world. See, something is changing. Unfortunately, we're on the brink of destruction, and that's what's getting us to shift. Well, whatever. I'm willing to take it. And now we have Elizabeth, our one and only brave caller so far. <laughs> All well, right, Elizabeth. I, w- I oh, say and by the is, way, yeah, what, go ahead. What, well, I, I'd go like ahead. to say one more thing. I have not uh, tried to explain what this has to do with the inner revolution. It means we're looking at ourselves and we're saying we have to do something different. So on the national level, it could be like the Chinese are trying to finally do something about pollution. I know that Barack Obama is trying to do something about pollution. And that is a way of doing an inner revolution. We're not waiting for the other guy to reduce emissions. We're saying 
we need to reduce emissions. And we're also thinking we have to change our ways, guys. We're killing ourselves. Okay, Elizabeth, I'm giving you the floor. <laughs> well, this is not pre-rehearsed. Um, I love your show. I love today's show. I mean, I love the energy of it. You just feel like you're on fire. And it just <laughs> makes me wonder, you know, is this the energy that you had 30 years ago when you were involved in... Um, Social uh, activism and political yeah. radicalism. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> As James always says, give him hell, Harriet. Uh, yeah. but, you, but then I was, the, the thing is, I was mad at them. Now I'm mad at us. I'm mad at everybody. Uh, yeah. That's that is the difference. Well, I'm glad you love it. So hey, I that means we're going to. I bet you also have you know, a much better sense of humor about all of this now than you did then. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! I was thirty years ago, forty years ago, because I I started. I became a radical, you know, when I was nine years old. And I'm, and I mean, seriously, if not before, and I'm 70. So, you know, it's, it's been there for a long time and I feel so liberated that I don't have to just be a spiritual teacher and chant, (laughs) 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 you know, that that I've, I, I, I do have things to say about something other than, uh, meditation. And so I love the fact that you love this show, Elizabeth. And so we can count on having one listener after today's show (laughs) And, you well, know, where there's one, there may be two. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Um, Thank you. But I, what I want to share is, um, you know, I had used to feel a lot of passion for really helping people, and then that kind of disappeared. And a lot of you know that I've been working with Beth for, you know, a while, you know, several years now. And I went to uh, the training recently for an intuitive counseling uh, with Beth and James up in Oregon, and the shift that has happened, it's like, oh, my God, I'm feeling that desire again, this strong passion to want to really get out there and help people. Oh, my God. And so it's like this, you know, the inner revolution I feel is happening in myself. It's not just me. It's in others. I saw it in the others there. And since last week's show, I've been seeing other examples in the world where things are changing. And Mm -hmm. it just, I have goosebumps talking about it. And so it's, it just feels so exciting. It feels liberating, and I feel very grateful. And it's like, okay, God, what do I do now? What's my next step? What can I do? Oh my God, that is a great question. By the and way, I, I feel I feel less, you know. Oh, give me the healing. It's all about me. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I have more stuff I need to work on, but right. what I work on to myself is gonna, I can better help other people, and that's that's where the energy is. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I love it. I love it. This is overcoming the domination of ego in action. It's not yes. just, uh, you know, in theory, in a book, in our heads, a nice idea. It's like a requirement. You know, if we don't start thinking about our world and the way we are accountable for what we are doing, we are self-destructing. And we've yes. been self-destructing a long time. I, I read somewhere, but see, I didn't write it down, and I didn't uh, show it to James, so he didn't write it down. But it was something like, some, now I'm making up these numbers, I may be completely off, that by the end of the century, like uh, 50% of all species will be extinct on the earth. Now, I may I be wrong that, of the percentage, and I'd be r- maybe wrong of the timing, but the idea, it was like that. No, that's what you told me shortly after you'd read it. Ooh, so maybe I, you know, maybe I got it right the first time. I don't know. You never can tell with me. There was something in the movie Planetary that talked about how many species are are becoming extinct on a daily basis. Okay. 
Wow. Now. Yeah, it's already Pardon. happening. We have yes. got to have an inner revolution now. We can no longer say business as usual is okay. It isn't. If we're still kowtowing to the quote, the man, and I'm not talking about men when I say the man, I mean some authority figure in our head, some, oh, you, you know, like Lily Ingber, my mother would say, uh, it isn't done. You know, it just isn't done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so what? You know, and I, I was young. I, I, I was a little girl, or you know, a, a budding teen. And my mother, I think I shared this story. My mother tried to shave me under my arms, and uh, I, I think she, I let her do it once, and then I said, "No, never again." But she said, "But Beth, it just isn't done. No, nobody has hair under their arms." And it's like, why not? What is the reason that you can't have hair in your armpits? So, you know, it just isn't done. Well, that or, you know, it's so the slave, being a slave to our beliefs and to to what we believe is that what people like. Oh, my God. You know, that is so much what we all have to break out of. So whether it's changing the way we consume energy the way we think about the economy is like, oh, well, this is going to cost money. Oh, okay. Well, not doing anything about climate change isn't costing any money. Or um, it's, it's not going to cost money if we're all using drugs and uh, we can't function in our jobs and uh, we're, we're uh, you know, filling up the, uh, the units of our hospitals with people who are made themselves into basket cases. That doesn't cost money. It's like saying, oh, don't, I can't eat organic food because it's expensive, but healthcare isn't expensive. You know, I mean, we're stupid. We're absolutely stupid because we're so short-sighted, you know, and we haven't been trained to think. Inside out, the inner revolution, uh, we are trying to, I'm trying to get everybody to think. Maybe you'll get mad at me and don't even like what I'm saying, but if you're thinking, that's a good thing. So, Elizabeth, I'd like to ask you uh, one thing before we hang up. We have another brave soul, I have to say. Um, Elizabeth, if you see something or you hear something which you believe is incredibly indicative of a shift in consciousness on the planet, like I reported last time about the people, the conservatives who are beginning to say, well, oh, duh, there is global warming and oh, duh. It, we do have something to do with it, but, but you have to worry about the economy. Send me an email. You know, there's, huh. a way, there's a way on the host site to send an email to me at Inside Out. Right? Okay. Right? Great. Send me an email if you want sure. your news broadcast to the world. Thank you for your call. You're Thank welcome. you for the encouragement. I love it. And now we have Amy. Amy, we've got a couple minutes before break, but I wanted to get you in. Okay. Well, well I got to see, or I'm beginning to see that uh, inner revolution includes that I'm responsible for my reactions. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that is so true. Now, it is true, though. If someone is stepping on your foot, they are responsible for stepping on your foot, which you're reacting to. Right. So it's not only you who's responsible for your reaction. For instance, if somebody doesn't like it, okay, so let's say somebody steps on your foot and you punch them in the nose, and you say, ooh, I'm responsible for my reaction. Well, that's true, but they're responsible for stepping on your foot, which caused you to punch them in the nose. What do they want you to do, sit there and say thank you? And this is one of the... um, 
oh, my God, I'm on a roll. I'm driving away our audience left, right, and center. (laughs) One of the stupidities of the New Age, New Thought era is like we're only responsible. So it's just the opposite of what you're saying. See, you want to make everyone else responsible. But now the New Age, New Thought people have tried to make us entirely responsible for our actions, just like there's no provocation and that there's no reason so that we don't call anybody to accountability. Right. I guess um, what I mean is where it really has to do with me. Yes. Reacting, yes. not what somebody else did. Yes. You Maybe you misinterpreted something or right. you have a tendency to react. Over, oh, I, I love that, Amy. And that is so true. That is so true. And, but I just wanted to throw in the other side is that we don't want to get blind to the fact that when we do bad things, there's going to be, you know, hell to pay because there, right. there always is. It's like it's not the earth's fault that it's unhappy with our pollution. Right. <laughs> or my mom's fault that she happened to call me when I was upset and she doesn't like hearing that. Right. So that was my responsibility to handle it or not pick up the phone. Oh, now that's true. That's true. Those are the two pieces of the inner revolution. One is to recognize, and it's all about recognizing our accountability and holding right. others accountable too. And I have a feeling that there's something in particular that you want to report about this. What would that be? Uh, becoming an adult in, re- in re- uh, relation to my parents. Yes. Is that happening? Oh, yes. When I visited them this time, I spent most of my time helping them do things that they've wanted to do but haven't. <laughs> Instead of visiting with their friends who treat me like um, a god, and that just feeds more of my wanting attention. <laughs> so I decided I was not going for that. I was going to assist my parents. Amy, you sound like a voice of the inner revolution right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, listen to yourself. You turned it around. It wasn't all about you. You actually started helping. You didn't act like a child. And uh, you took responsibility for what was going on in your world. Right. And I realize that that's going to be a big shift that I have to go on ongoingly to be, to be serving other people rather than looking for what can they do for me. And, you know, the irony is that this is going to make you healthier than anything else you've ever done. Right. And it was really fun. I didn't feel at all deprived <laughs> that I didn't get treated like God by more people. They live in a, in a senior living facility and everybody thinks I'm wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that, and we, we know why. Uncles. That's because the elderly are deaf and blind, right? So this is why. <laughs> and, and being elderly myself, I could say that. And with some kind of good humor. But uh, I love this, Amy. You have, I want you to say, I am the inner revolution. I am the inner revolution? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I am the inner revolution. You are. And it's it's better for you. And it's making you happier than anything you've done before. Because you feel good about yourself. Right. And other people benefit too. Thrown in. Yeah, by coincidence. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for this wonderful up news update. Oh, thank you for asking. Yes. Okay, thanks, Amy. We are going Bye-bye. to commercial break. We still have time for other callers. Are there no other brave 
inner revolutionaries out there or somebody. Ooh, I see a name. When we come back from commercial break, we have another caller. And if, even if you want to call and tell on yourself like, oh, I'm resisting the inner revolution, that's great because that is the inner revolution we're looking at ourselves. We'll be back shortly. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inside Out. We now have two brave callers on the line. All right. The first one is Helen from Escondido. Hello. Oh, we have three brave callers. That's all we can handle. I'm sorry. So it's too late for anybody else to call, but thank you so much. We have three callers. Yes, Helen. Well, I think I'm kind of calling to tell on myself that... Oh, good. (laughs) Unlike you, at nine years old, I was not dreaming of being a revolutionary. Um, and I think I have resisted it, actually, all my life, thinking, you know, I will, I will help with the inner revolution by doing counseling in my little office, <laughs> one, one person at a time. And I'm still, I'm still a good girl in God's eyes because I'm doing my little part. Ah, that's so touching. don't rock the boat (laughs) oh yeah so that's a very good point like why do you think that you did do that or didn't do that didn't do this before why do I think I didn't do it before yeah Hmm. well does it relate to my last 15 minutes yep That when I was three years old, I lost faith in anything, you know, that grown-ups said because my mother lied to me about having more kids, Mm. and I felt a lot of despair about that, and I think I just lost hope that anything 
could really be different or that things that people were telling me were worth fighting for. You know, I love that you said that, Helen, because I think that uh, a lot of people feel just the way you do. It's like, oh, why even try? Uh, It's never going to happen. I couldn't change my parents. I couldn't save my parents. I couldn't help my brother. I couldn't help my husband. I couldn't. And so, therefore, I'm going to stay in my own shell for the rest of eternity. And, um, you know, we've got to feel like, oh, my God, it's possible to change. That's why I'm focusing so much on passing out the word when there is any kind of shift. It doesn't mean there aren't horrible things happening like every second of the day. But we have to see that there, that if we do nothing, those horrible things will just continue happening. Whereas if we do something, there's a chance that they might change. You know, I'm not willing to give up. And when we can see that there are changes, I mean, listen to our last two callers, Helen. Listen to them. That was amazing. Did you hear Elizabeth and Amy? Yes, I did. Uh, and, and I mean, doesn't that give you hope? Yes, it does. Yeah, it I, does. I, I've been changing this feeling for some years now, but I'm just saying I think yeah. that the thing I needed to share was yes. it took me a long time to be, be willing to fight for it and to have hope. Yes, yes. And you, you know, speak it, for so many. Go ahead. Well, it's interesting to me how... Um, I can't remember. Oh, I think I mentioned that there is a cartoon movie coming out. That's the title of it is Inside Out about a little girl's feelings. And, you know, and I just read an article on the Huffington Post about Bruce Jenner's transition into being a woman and how this woman is fighting for him and saying that, I don't know about you, but I want my family to be, happy and to be healthy from the inside out. Oh, my God. There it is. Yeah. I feel like the inner revolution, and, you know, it's just fascinating that you chose that name for the radio show, but I just that particular phraseology of inside out is showing up more and more, and I just feel so hopeful about that, that people are finally realizing that you have to bring your insides out in order to heal and in order to heal the world. So That's right. That's right. Thank well, you. thank you so thank much. You your- thank you. All thank right. You your- okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. And now we have Irene from Fallbrook. Hi. Uh, um, Hi, Irene. This is another example of the inner revolution. I saw a article on the editorial page of the LA Times that d- was addressing the moral cost of war. Mm. And what it was saying is that when our troops come home from war, they have done terrible things to people. Yes. And they know it. And yes. we've been addressing PTSD symptoms with, uh, you know, as a a psychological stress from an explosion without realizing that there is moral trauma that needs to be addressed and the healing of the pain through uh, knowing that they need to forgive themselves and to understand the causes and why they did what they did and how to deal with it because this inner, like cancer, 
yes. of guilt, and especially when they keep treating, being treated like heroes. Oh, uh, you know, that's right. Irene, I'm so glad you brought this up. And I, we can only talk about this for another minute or so because we have one more caller. But here's, uh, I have worked with uh, people who come back from war. And I yeah. have tried to help them to look at the very thing. How did you feel when you pulled that trigger? And, you know, they have been in all kinds of counseling and all this stuff. And people are not. I, at that time, and I'm not saying that that isn't true, that it's still true, that people were not really addressing the very issue that you were talking about. And in fact, they felt like, how dare I bring up, because there was no collective permission to ask the question. So I was yeah. this really weirdo uh, counselor who was looking into them, and I say I could see that they were in pain. It wasn't just because they had lost their legs. It is also about what they had done. And I've seen this over and over and over. And it isn't just that. See, when we talk about prisons, we don't talk about what happens to the people who work in the prisons. You know, the corruption of the soul. uh, And we've talked about that in terms of slavery. You know, the slave owners became sick. And the whole, you know, when you look at any society where you have an aristocracy, how sick it is because they're looking at what they're doing and they don't, uh, and they feel helpless to change it because they don't want to be on the other side. And it appeals to something in them that, uh, you know, that already was there, some kind of ego based, oh, I'm going to have power, but ultimately it makes them sick too. So thank you so much for this call. I really appreciate it. And can we count you into the inner revolution? I think it switched over to me. Oh, well. But uh, I'm sure you can count Irene in. All right. Well, Christine from Bonzo. As well as me. All um, right. I just, I just started listening when I, when I dialed in, but I hear the topic is the inner revolution, and I feel like there's an inner revolution happening inside me. Yes. And I just had an amazing 15 minutes with Beth earlier today. Thank you. And um, really identifying that just a contrast between the way I looked as a baby versus the way my father looked as a baby. He looked like a cherub, a blonde, blue-eyed, pink-lipped cherub, and I looked like a dark-haired, like, um, mutt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That since he was an angel, I formulated some idea like I'm a devil and there's something very bad in me. Yes. which has obviously gotten in the way of me having any, like, good objectivity <laughs> in some <laughs> cases. Yeah. And it's allowed me to permit a lot of bad behavior toward me or not confront people um, mm-hmm. when I see things because I go into the default, well, maybe it's just me and I'm being bad or to whatever. Um, so I feel, like, a little bit disoriented, but I can just see this once this, like, wakes, makes its way through my system Um, how revolutionary that is. You know, this is beautiful because on the one hand, when we, it's like what Irene was talking about, about treating our service people as heroes, like they're getting all this flattery and fluff uh, in exchange for years of of uh, degradation, mm-hmm. and and what happens to them as human beings? But they get this flattery. It's like that isn't going to help them. And then on the other hand, you have people like you, who for circumstances uh, that have not in their control have been given some you know measure of energy that there's something wrong with them intrinsically evil. I mean, 
black is the color of the devil, right? <laughs> and so black people are obviously bad. I mean, I, I'll tell you, this sounds stupid, but, you know, and I know that the younger generation doesn't go for this. I mean, the younger generation is a lot more colorblind than we ever were. But it's that, you know, people, who, it's been foisted on certain people that they are bad or that they're evil. There's something wrong with them. And on others, they're not allowed to even deal with what is wrong with them because they're so busy being flattered. Uh, and, and you know, you know, when you think about it, people who go in, into the ring to box, you know, they're lauded as heroes and nobody says, uh, or, or they didn't. Uh, excuse me, you're being paid how much to go bash someone's head in? Uh. <laughs> Do you really think that that's a good thing? I, it's, it's incredible. So that revolution is to look honestly at what we're doing that is harmful and also simultaneously to throw off the mantle of these negative uh, perceptions we have about ourselves that were imposed upon us, not just about race, but often from a parent, you know, who said, you're bad, mm-hmm. or a grandmother who wanted us to look bad because she wanted our mother to look bad. And I've mm-hmm. seen this so many times. And so the inner revolution is really coming into that absolute honesty and objectivity, which will help us to throw all of that stuff off. And I'd just like to say one more thing in relation to this, that our religious belief systems that have always held up the gods as higher and good and perfect and us as being slimy, they feed the idea that human beings are fundamentally sinful, bad, corrupt, something wrong with us. So when you think about your own experience, Christine, and you project that on millions and millions and millions of people who Mm. are brought up with those belief systems, they walk around with this sickness inside them that Mm -hmm. was implanted in them because God doesn't want to take accountability for how messed up the world is, has Mm. to make it all our fault rather than seeing us all united working together. And that's a lot of the sickness of humanity. Humanity, we can't look at ourselves because we think we're bad because we've told we are. So Mm. I got to go. But thank you so much for your call. I'm so glad you Mm. called. Mm. Thanks. Okay, James. Next week, our next edition of Inside Out will be, if you could change anything in the world, what would it be? And let's talk about how to do it. Most of us spend a lot of time feeling discouraged. There are things we would like to change, but we're so convinced we can't We don't even think about how we could change. On Inside Out, we're going to continue with our theme of the inner revolution by asking ourselves, what would we really like to change about our lives and our world? And then we'll talk about how we could make it happen. The change could be something personal, such as the way we relate to our spouse or children. Or it could be something social, such as taking action about global warming or corporate behavior. Once we've identified what we want to change, let's think about whether these changes are already happening and how. And finally, let's plunge into the conversation about what we can do. Each caller or guest on Inside Out has a piece of the inner revolution. Let's start talking about what we really want. And now, a final word from Beth. Yeah, and that follows up directly with what Helen was saying, is that she became so disillusioned and discouraged at such a young age that it created a passivity in her that she isn't going to fight or try. But we have to overcome that, guys. There's nobody to overcome it but us. And by the way, I mentioned that Uh, I'm open to guests again, but if you're coming on the show to talk about how great you are and about how great your book is and all of that stuff, you're not invited. (laughs) This is about really 
how you really are participating in shifting consciousness on the planet. And that needs to be your motivation. And I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell what your motivation is. I can feel it. So, yes, it's important to speak when we have something valuable to offer. But if it's coming from puffing ourselves up, we don't want to hear about it. So this is Beth. I can't wait for our show next week. I can't wait to find out what's going to happen to Inside Out. Stick with us. Come back next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.